This podcast replay is brought to you by Walton Rayom. Call for a free consultation, 954-966-4646. At Walton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. Welton Rayom handles property damage claims due to a hurricane. Welton Rayom can help. 954-966-4646. I'd arrive, and it was Leslie Visser. Nice job by you, Cubs. I appreciate that. Ah, Mr. Ferronis, how you feeling? You feeling good? Yes, sir. Uh, came back from a nice vacation, so uh, got back to work yesterday. Caught everyone up uh, on uh, on the defensive coordinator candidates. I was still tracking it a little bit while you know whenever I got the chance. Uh, so kept up with the candidates who were getting interviews, and then uh, now this is a big week of interviews for that, and uh, and we'll see what it means going forward. Are you married? Are you married? Am I? No. <laughs> You're single? No, You're single? no, I am not. Okay. I was going to ask yes. you how I was going to ask you how was that ass in yeah, Columbus? Yeah. But I can't, I can't get into it because you have a girlfriend apparently. So <laughs> can't get can't, I don't want to <laughs> See, I've been married for I, I I'm going to celebrate my 30th wedding I'm, I'm my wife and we're comfortable, bro. So I can I can openly talk because she understands this is a guy show. So I can, I, if I have to talk about women, I'm going to talk about women. You know what I'm saying? But but I know a lot of you aren't necessarily in the same kind of relationship, so I can't necessarily – I know Joe Rose would get your ass in trouble, but I'm not going to do that. I, I, I'm going to respect that part and uh, not ask you because, you know, all we hear about Colombia is that there's – you know, you know what I'm saying, by the way. You know, it's uh, – Colombia has been known as a place that uh, – Lonely men go to a lot to get a little companionship. See, you didn't you didn't go for that. You went for other reasons, but I'm sure you noticed that there were right, right? I'm sure you noticed yeah. it. Oh, it, it was a it was a boys trip. It was a boys trip. But did, did you hear me wrong? I I, I just say I, I am single. I, I, you might have heard oh, me wrong. You're single. That I am single. So then yeah, how yeah. was the ass in Colombia, bro? I heard it was fantastic. <laughs> I hear the streets are loaded with good-looking women there. Oh, they're very attractive women, yes. And uh, we can go into further detail in, in a private moment, but okay. <laughs> on the show, we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep the topic. Are they, uh, are, they very, are they very friendly with, with tourists? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, and everyone is, really. I mean, I, I just found Colombian people in general to be oh, yeah. very friendly across the board. Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's the cartels are the only problem there. Not, not, like my, my people, Cuban, we're, yeah. not like my people, Cuban. We're all assholes. <laughs> yeah. Colombian people are actually really, really cool. It's just, you know, you just can't mess yeah. with the, you know, the, with, the, with the drug lords, you know. That, that's, that's, you know, that's the only part. Oh, you don't yeah, yeah. Right. There's an element. But you know what? There's an being, element you got to stay away from. Right. And being Cuban and growing up in the 80s, I'm already used to that. So I just know, like, I know how to keep my distance from those people. It's I respect. You respect them. They usually respect you and leave you alone. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, I would imagine it was uh, it was a, a guy's trip in Colombia. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot of fun right there. That's a lot of fun right there. Good stuff. Good stuff. It was a good right. So who's... Uh, do you have a gut feeling because they've they've had a thorough search now and they are interviewing a slew of people 
you know, I thought for sure they're going to pick one of the two guys inside the building for continuity purposes. Now, they did a very responsible thing in talking to everybody. And so, obviously, a Brandon Staley runs the same kind of system, that kind of stuff. So you tell me, will an outside guy be the option? Will the inside guy be the option? Do you have a gut feeling right now? Yeah, if, it, if we're just talking gut feeling, I mean, I felt this way um, just – sort of at the beginning of the week, going through the weekend, and he was the first name to sort of pop up. But maybe it would be Brandon Staley. And uh, not like I feel tremendously convinced about it, but um, maybe like percentages-wise I'd give him a slight edge over others. Just I I think Mike McDaniel uh, really does um, have a level of of respect for – uh, that that meeting in 2022, uh, the defensive game plan that Staley had a lot of defenders out and uh, the the Chargers defense really stifled uh, the Dolphins in that game. And then, sure, Mike McDaniel, then he got his uh, when he had him again the next year in the opener. And the, the Dolphins put up 36 points on uh, on Brandon Staley's uh, same defense. In fact, a healthier version of the defense uh, to start the, the next season. So, but I mean, I think he does just respect uh, the level of how difficult it is to game plan against them. That he makes you uh, just bring an extra level of uh, game planning to uh, that matchup. And uh, what Mike McDaniel, he had the whole offseason that year to the for that week of the game. So, uh, the, so that probably helped him a lot in uh, in that regard. And other than that, then I might look at uh, Leslie Frazier just because um, he's another veteran mine. He's had a, a year off. And um, uh, he would offer a lot of insight into the team that the Dolphins have to get over, which is the Buffalo Bills, having been there for for so long uh, before he took this little uh, sabbatical hiatus, whatever um, it is in his mind. Uh, there are the internal candidates, uh, Anthony Campanelli, uh, who you know I love as a person, and uh, Ryan Slowick, who you know one of the Slowick brothers. They're both on the rise. So uh, he just one year as outside linebackers coach. He's up for it, interviewing, and then a couple of uh, uh, younger, uh, uh, up and coming outside candidates emerging. Chris Kiffin, uh, who uh, has a previous tie with uh, Mike McDaniel, and also Anthony Weaver with the Baltimore Ravens. So those intrigue me, but um, I feel like. It, to get a veteran uh, defensive mind might be more of the move because of this win now window that the Dolphins are in more so than just going with an unproven pro- promoting a guy on his way up. Uh, you know, you, this may not be the, the situation you want to do that in. Yeah, and I think you bring up a great point because I thought you you go in you go within because you stay with continuity, but now that Brandon Staley is kind of in the mix. Leslie, I don't think, runs the exact same defense, but Brandon does. And so you you also don't want to have to make too many changes, and you want as much continuity as possible. So the Brandon Staley one starts to make more sense to me only because of what you just said. The experience is already there with Brandon Staley. It's already proven, whereas, unfortunately, with the guys – the assistant coaches you have with the Dolphins, they're really uh, – well, actually, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Hill, right, was the other guy. He he was he he was a defensive coordinator for a short time, right, for one year? Yes, uh, with the Chargers. It might have been might have been two. I, I'd have to look, look it up again, but right. So on the little, Staley, on the yeah, yeah. So he has a little bit of, uh, of, of experience. So that's kind of the – and if you're Mike McDaniel – you don't have any more room to screw up anymore. 
you you have to get shit fixed next year whether you like it or not because you may not get a fourth year or if you screw up next year your fourth year is hot seat hell year for you you know what i mean because if you screw up next year by the end of that year you're going to have 80 percent of the fan base wanting to fire you and maybe they will but if you hang on you're barely going to hang on and you're going to be you know with a lot of heat so he he has to do something this offseason that doesn't really upset the cart too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And this is such an important hire for him uh, from that perspective because you felt like, okay, he's going into year two. He nailed it with the Vic Fangio hire. Uh, Josh Boyer was a holdover uh, from the previous regime and that Mike McDaniel wanted uh, – uh, Fangio from the start, but then the sort of the, the Dolphins' internal push, whatever it was, to keep Boyer, keep the, some level of continuity on the previous defense, which was successful under Brian Flores, all that. Uh, but then he got the guy he wanted, and then now that guy is gone after one year. So uh, I think Mike, yeah, from that regard, uh, you talk about scheme, probably wants that continuity uh, because this is already the style that he wanted on defense. And Brandon Staley is a, an understudy of Vic Fangio. He spent time under him both in Chicago when uh, Fangio, last year he was defensive coordinator there, and then Denver when uh, that year, that 2018 season with the Bears, got him into the head coaching ranks of uh, Fangio. And uh, and then that way he was, Brendan Staley was, uh, was under him there in Denver, then rose to become defensive coordinator for a year with the Rams, uh, gets a head coaching job, now going back into the coordinator ranks. Um, uh, based largely on some of his game game management decisions. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's why I see him. And it's, like you said, it's really important for Mike McDaniel to nail this hire. Yeah, he he better nail this hire. What did you think of uh, Ron Jaworski's comments about Vic Fangio? Did you hear him? Oh, yes, that uh, there was more so a problem with the players uh, wanting to party and take part in the um, Miami lifestyle as opposed to uh, Vic Fangio's way of coaching. For those that that have not heard what Ron Jaworski told a radio show host, let's, or or podcast, I don't know what the hell it was, but let's hear from Ron Jaworski. Sean, can you play that soundbite for us, por favor? It impacts me zero percent. You know, coaches coach. And, uh, you know, I, I have connections as well around this league. And, you know, I, I hear another side of that story, that uh, there were some players on that defense that didn't want to work, you know, didn't want to put the time in, didn't want to put the effort in, didn't want to make the commitment to be successful. Guys like mm-hmm. to party at night. And, you know, South Beach is a really great place to party. And Vic tried to get those guys to push those guys to become harder workers and better athletes and more committed to their team. And he couldn't get through to those guys. So those are the guys that Vic was pushing, and they're the guys that are whining right now. Um, Javon Holland is not that guy. Sorry. Sorry. I'm going to go out on a limb. Okay. And, and, and read who Javon Holland is. No, no. When he's kicking rocks, see, that's the part where I call bullshit for Ron Jaworski. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 cause I've been thinking about this for the last 24 hours and I, uh, I, I don't know about the other guys. Okay, uh, who was the other guy? Was it Brandon Jones that complained? Right, I think it was, and and even Cam or who was it? it was- no, no. Well, uh, well, Javon Holland 
posted the the kicking rocks. If somebody then, else. Uh, Cam Smith posted Cam. the uh, unlocked emoji. But then also Jalen Ramsey throughout the season and a lot of interviews was very open about that he wishes he was used in a different way. Um, okay, he was so sort of uh, the first one. Right. Jalen Ramsey. You, you want to tell me rookie Jalen Ramsey that was maybe a, a little bit immature and all that, that he came in like all of us when we grow up. But Jalen Ramsey now, after all these years, is as professional as it gets. He's very religious, by the way. He's putting up a – he puts up something every single day, okay? And then Javon Holland, I don't even have to hang out with Javon Holland. All I need to do is see who he is, and that guy is too way, way mature and too intelligent to, to be doing stupid things out in the street. So I'm sorry. I don't know the other kid. I don't know Cam Smith well. So I, I don't know if he's a party guy or if he's not, if he's lazy, he's a hard work. I don't know the guy from a hole in the wall. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Jalen Ramsey and Javon Holland, when it comes to character, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with a 10 there. I'm good with those guys. So I call, I call some bullshit on Ron Jaworski. You go ahead. Yeah, I mean, those are two guys that they have that dog in them, that, that phrase that we hear so often nowadays. Ramsey established. He is as established as it gets when it comes to that. You, you don't have to worry about him. And him more so, it was uh, complaints about how he was using the scheme. He wanted to do more. So it wasn't. He didn't want to work. Yeah. He would have made it back from that knee injury yeah. that quickly. Okay. Yeah. Come on, yeah. bro. Yeah. Well, yeah, that certainly was not the issue with him. He wanted to work more. He wanted to be more involved in the defense. It was actually quite the opposite. And Javon Holland, I mean, he, he's we've caught he is that dog uh, that that he's got. I mean, uh, you see it like when he has that ninety-nine yard hail mary uh, pick six. The way he uh, goes up, gets the ball, and he's immediately just uh, bolting it down the other way. It's just those type of plays, the, the range that he plays with. Uh, so I, I don't see him as what he how he carries himself my brother that's all i don't even care about the player i look at javon holland the man the way he handles the media the way he carries himself he's just one of those dudes bro it, it, like seriously like you you can't tell that you know come on man you know and, and that that's that's where i was thinking overnight i'm going you're going after ramsey and holland yeah i'm not going with that sorry not going with that one. Sorry. Yeah. On Holland, at least I'll say that uh, certainly I wouldn't question necessarily his work ethic. It's just he – I mean, he's he's a guy that's at least proven in that regard that he's got it up there. And then, uh, I mean, he did have an injury uh, late in the year, and maybe, maybe Vic Fangio felt that he should have been out there. He should have been back sooner from it. But you never know what's going on behind the scenes as far as how a guy is is healing, is coming back from it. Uh, so he missed some time, tried to come back. He had to tap out of one game uh, because it wasn't working for him. Uh, so just Bro, you know, that that's one of the odd. That's an odd injury, dude. Yeah, uh, he had it on both knees, so he can't even compensate. Come one, on, one yeah. yeah, come on. I mean, that was. How do you come back from that? You, you that's just a process. You, you, you don't get to cheat. You don't get to use half of your body. You, you don't get to do it. You you can't work without both legs. You know what I'm saying? And again, I and nothing against Cam Smith, by the way. I apologize, Cam. I'm not saying you did anything. I'm not saying you didn't. I just don't know anything about you, man. So I can't defend you. But I am going to go out on a limb and say, 
the other two guys, nah, 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 you're, you're, you're out. Go, go pick a, you know, if you're telling me Preston Williams doesn't want to work. Okay. If you tell me, you know, Robbie Chosen's a little bit of, 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 uh, you know, aloof. Okay. There. If you tell me Rachel Davis is a little consistent, let's go. I'm, I'm all good. I, 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 I have track record. I can see it. You're going to start picking on Javon Holland and Jalen Ramsey. Now we, we got to fight now. We're going to fight now. That's what we're going to do because that, no, 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 no way. Uh, so you when guys like that, you make it work with them, come on, bro. Those are leaders. And, and, and even, even previously we've mentioned, you know, like, all right, so I'm a younger guy, but I have some uh, somewhat of an old school mentality where sometimes it's both. It's a give and take players and the coaches that, uh, if the players are changing so much, Vic Fangio is used to one style of coaching. How come it was never a problem, his style of coaching uh, in past years? Okay, a little bit of that. But still, as a coach, you always – and this is what Mike McDaniel, I, I believe, wants to instill is uh, you adjust to the guys that you have. So a good coach is versatile in that regard in that he can understand the uh, guys that he has in the locker room, th those personalities, and fit – to how to make them their best. It's not that the players have to always adjust to, to the coach. Uh, it's more so that's the coach's job to adjust to the players that he has. Yeah. Yeah. And, and let me tell you something. Um, I've known about Holland since the, since the draft. Okay. I kind of, when I was at onside on onside doing our thing, uh, we created draft profiles. Okay. And we would play them throughout the day leading up to the draft. So we and positions of need and whether it was offensive line or a wide receiver or whatever. And I, and I would pick a few of them. Do you know how many, how many profiles I made for safeties? How many? <laughs> Javon Holland is the only one I made. There was a reason why I did that. I didn't <laughs> tell anybody, but I just put it out there. Like, and if anybody picked it up leading up to the draft, like, damn, he has a variety of all the other, but in safety, which we need, he only picked one guy. I wonder why. And so, you know, I kind of threw it out there because I already knew about him and people in the NFL were telling me uh, people all over the league love this kid. They loved his maturity. They loved his leadership qualities. Uh, Javon Holland was one of those guys that was wanted by a lot of teams. Miami was one of the lucky ones to end up drafting him, but it was, you know, it's so that to me, it was just kind of funny when I hear Jaws say that. And, and to me, it just sounds like a, like an old Philadelphia Eagles player slash former employee slash Homer that is oh, just yes. going to kind of take the company line all the time. And, you know that's not my style, bro. Yeah, I'm a I'm a hometown guy, but I'm not gonna take the company line. Uh, you know that that's not gonna be my deal. You know what I mean? But that's kind of what it came off of with Jaws. Right. Well, when your source is Ron Jaworski in that case, who is a beloved Eagle and and so so on and so forth, you know he's giving you the Eagle side and whatever he's hearing, he's not hearing from inside the the Dolphins current structure and locker room he, he's not privy to that information to know that any of those players are out partying in miami and that's sort of also kind of like a, like a generalization made okay oh these miami athletes they probably wanted to party too much they were out they were out and about instead of uh watching film every night or something because yeah. they're in miami so i, I know I what I saw. 
I know what I saw. Vic didn't use Ramsey to to shadow people. I know what I saw. Vic didn't blitz the Tennessee quarterback when he had to. I know what I saw. Josh Boyer and Brian Flores blitzed the shit out of Lamar Jackson. And I predicted it last week. I said, and I was, uh, we're going to have Matt Verderon man, at 11. And I told Matt, I said, Matt, Spags is going to blitz the shit out of him because Fangio didn't. And, of course, if you have three or four seconds, any quarterback can complete some passes with three or four seconds. But if you get after Lamar and don't get, don't allow him to think, there's no way he's going to beat you. And sure enough, that's what they did. So to me, what I saw from Fangio was a guy that did not adjust because you have to adjust at times. Not everything is going to go your way. You're not going to be able to play your style of football all the time. There are times where you're going to be out of your comfort zone, but it's important for you to be out of your comfort zone. And that would have been those moments right there. You should have blitzed the shit out of Lamar Jackson. That's the only way you beat him. You're going to make a mistake or two, and he's going to pop a run, and it's going to happen, but you got to live with it. I, didn't they live with a 74-yard run last year? Am I Was it 74 or 75 yards, right? Am I yeah, correct? Yeah, like that. Right, yeah. A long play to Bateman. Rashad Bateman had a long touchdown. Right. You live with it. And in the second half, you kept getting after him, and you shut him down, and you came back and won the game. So to me, that's what I saw from Vic. A, a guy that refused to adjust and was set in his ways. You know, I talk a lot about Jimmy Johnson. He comes in, he's set in his ways, and, oh, oh, I can't trade uh, Dan Marino? Okay, so if I can't trade him, I'm going to trade away Irving Fryer. I'm going to trade away his pass-catching running backs. I'm going to take away audibles from him. Really? So that's going to make your team better? Is that what you're doing here? So, you know, I, I've seen coaches that are set in their ways, and they – set their team back. Mike McDaniel does that at times when he doesn't commit to the run like he's supposed to. And Vic Fangio did it last this past season where there were times he just would not adjust, dude. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, uh, yeah, you bring up that Ravens example. I mean, the John Harbaugh put that game a, a little bit too much on Lamar Jackson and let Steve Spagnolo sort of dictate that. I mean, you have the the top rushing offense and uh and you go to the pass that often in a game that it's not like it was out of hand, like they had to go to the air. Uh, you know, they, they could have kept the run game in it in the game plan for much longer. So similar also to uh, McDaniel in some cases. Listen, what I keep saying is Tua is not Marino. So stop playing him like Marino. Tua is not John Elway. Tua is not Joe Burrow. And Tua is not Pat Mahomes. You need to play him the way you play. Jordan Love, the way you play C.J. Stroud, the way you play Lamar Jackson. While they're all different in in one way or another, you need to complement all these kind of guys with the run game. There are very few quarterbacks. I'm 57, and in the last 50 years, I don't know if I can name 15 quarterbacks that I would put back there and say, you have no running game for four quarters. Let's go. We got to do that for the next month. I can do that with Mahomes and Burrow. I can't do that with anybody else in the NFL. I can do that with Elway. I can do that with Marino. I can do that with Warren Moon. There's only a few of those guys in the history of the game, Jim Kelly or something. And even Jim Kelly had Thurman Thomas, who's a freaking monster and a half. You know what I'm saying? Are you giving that to Josh Allen? No, of course not. He doesn't have the accuracy to do that. 
Accuracy. Are you kidding me? He'll get in trouble every time by throwing interceptions. Mahomes and Burrow are the only guys that I you can say in a day, oh shit, the running game's over. We got we we gotta just sling it. Mahomes and Burrow are the only ones. And even with Mahomes, they ran the ball with uh this kid 32 times. Well, not the kid, because he ran not 32, but they ran the ball 32 times. They didn't have a lot of success. But that's the difference. They were smart. They kept them honest. They kept expecting the run. Spags, I don't know what he did to them, but he he screwed with them right away, and they they dumped the run. And you cannot do that in the NFL with 98% of the quarterbacks. You must complement them with the run. You have to. And that's just the thing everywhere. It's, it's not a Lamar thing. It's not just a Tua thing. It's really, in general, in the history of this game, bro, Bob Greasy, but we, did, we, did, we did the math, right? Bob Greasy threw like 18 passes in two Super Bowls that they won. Okay? 18 or 19 passes in two Super Bowls. <laughs> that, okay. Yeah, that was with, with Larry Zonka, Mercury Morris, and, and Jim Kick uh, back there. Whatever. Hey, when you have the Ravens, that's where you should have kept going against. You, have that. you, had you have to the twenty twenty three version. Yeah. yeah, you have to live and die with what you are. You can't go and try to be what you're not. That's that yeah. doesn't help yeah. you out. All right. Any defensive coordinator, any defense, they prefer to go up against an offense that's one dimensional. If you have to defend both the run and the pass, that that makes everything twice as difficult. Yep, exactly. And with yeah. that secondary. You just went and challenged the best secondary in the league in Kansas City. That was just stopping the run or not. Uh, commit. Oh, you broke up there, but yeah, especially I, when your your run game is the number one in the league. Uh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's crazy. Anyway, so, uh, what do you got yeah. going on the Sun Sentinel so folks can check you out? Yeah, more um, uh, defensive coordinator updates, whatever comes up, and uh, you know that'll go through the week. It looks like it's definitely going through the weekend uh, with the interview schedule. Uh, going at least through Friday, and then uh, yeah, uh, maybe uh, check in on uh, on what's going on in the Pro Bowl. A lot of Dolphins out there, so uh, that could be uh, going on this weekend. And uh, I'll be posting a Dolphins Q and A. Uh, I, I tweeted uh, asking for Dolphins uh, questions, so uh, still taking questions over there. If anyone wants uh, something answered, either online on X or in the Sun Sentinel. All right, did you reach out to Deshaun Watson? Did I reach out to Deshaun Watson? <laughs> Where am I going? Huh? Why, why would this- well, I, would, I would figure. I would figure you need a massage on that growing after being in Colombia for a few days. So you know, I'm just oh saying. I'm on Twitter at Davis underscore. Florida Sun Sentinel, right here on the Welch and Rail Miami Dolphins report. David, we love you, brother. We'll catch up later <laughs> yes, on. Yes, sir. All right, bro. Sounds good. Call my friends, Welton Rayom, 954-966-4646.